Hi and welcome to another episode of Wine and Wisdom. I'm Thomas Lehuang and you're listening to the TL Podcast where knowledge is shared and no one takes themselves too seriously. Tell you a funny story. This morning, I had to go and buy a new shirt. Readers' parties this weekend, so she goes go and buy a new dress shirt. So I go nice, radio. Nice. At the moment, you know I'm all the other ones in your uh, closet of shrunk, shrunk mate. Of COVID, yeah, right? COVID. <laughs> Good, yeah. So I thought I'd go and buy a new shirt. So I'll go down the Miranda, and I've got to do eight thousand steps for this diet thing that I'm on. Right? Yeah. Healthy eating. Anyway, I hit eight thousand steps just looking for a bloody shirt. <sighs> We're talking about two hours in a shopping centre. Because yeah. I went from one end of the shopping centre to the other end of the shopping centre to the other end. I tried three or four shirts on there, all, all too small. Two words, mate. Don't go to politics. Seriously, they make their clothes for Asian people. No, two words. <laughs> Except Thomas. <laughs> I've had to do the walk of shame myself. Two words, Johnny Johnny Big. Oh, I walked past him. I ended up going to a Myers, a, bl- a Black. The smallest, uh, they the got 3XL. Yeah, brand's called Black. I went 3XL. was a bit big, but comfortable. And uh, that was in... David Jones, but I've got a couple of nice shirts from there. But yeah, 8,000 steps just looking for a shirt. So I thought I might go shopping more often, get the exercise in. Anyway. Hey, sorry, mate. Well, listen, mate, talking about Asian, I went into an Asian shop buying some fabric because my daughter needed a tool for the uh, for the school. Right. And uh, this Vietnamese lady, she looks at me and, and talks back to me, answers me back in English. And after a little while, I thought I'd just throw in uh, two or three words in Vietnamese. Whatever I knew, and she looked at me. She said, "No, <laughs> you look nothing like a Vietnamese." <laughs> she says, "You look fat." <laughs> so I said, "No, what you're looking at is a Vietnamese brought up on Aussie food." <laughs> uh, how are we all? Yeah, excellent, awesome, man. Excellent, awesome, man. Oh, that's got to be a kick to it. All right, let's have a look at uh, your wine. Where all did right. you steal that wine? We're ripping in. We've actually been here before. Uh, this is a Pools Rock. Yeah. Premier 2018 Chardonnay from the Hunter Valley. Uh, I cannot confirm whether we had the 2018 last time. might have been a bit older last time, but it was one of the nicest wines that we've had on here. So yes, it was a very nice house. I thought seeing it was uh, Chris's turn to bring the, the best of the best today, I'll go with something tried and true and... Uh, Give it a crack. Because we still have to try and beat him, right? But it's a we have to try and beat him, so I knew it was a good one. Mm. And, good um, luck if you do, man. I'm oh, you okay. All right. We'll, we'll see. The lady in the bottle shop didn't know about it, and she's just started drinking white wine. I said, well, the nicest one you got here is the Pool Rock, and they were just about out of stock, and they weren't going to restock it. So she took a bottle home, and now they've got 14 cases there. So oh, wow. Perfect. <laughs> Obviously, uh, they so listen Bar- to the customer. Barrera can thank me later. Okay, so what's the uh, what's the subject uh, today? Well, so we're up to April on uh, the Stoic. Yeah, uh, it's unbiased thought. Aha. Uh-huh. So we we text during the week. Uh, well, you text during the week. It's probably not as as yeah, you're right. Probably not as as inspiring as the previous months. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Man. But there's bits in there that are they've got a lot of substance to them. It, it lost me after a few days, as if it was a. Um, a lot of repetition, you know. It's so probably that's the first month where you realise that, you know, the, the first few months there's a lot of feel-good stuff in there, but then the, this is the first month where you start to realise how 
sometimes um, cold the Stoic philosophy can be about because they're very big on shouldn't have emotion about anything good, bad or otherwise and they're seeing everything exactly as it is and preparing for the worst a lot of the time rather than yeah. hoping for the best. Um, this is the first sort of month where that comes across in what they're writing. There's a couple of days in there that are a bit contradictory to how I definitely prefer to live my life as far as from a hopeful or a positivity standpoint. So yeah, that's fair enough. It's, it's probably, um, if you're looking in for inspiration every time you turn the page, it's probably not going to happen during April here, but it's it's about lessons for life, the book, not necessarily yeah. about yeah. inspiring you every those pages can be subjective too to each of us, I think, individually. Yeah, okay, we've, okay. We've, we've seen that as well. But, but I thought that maybe the subject wasn't that big and, and where the That's other true. one, it, it was so large it could go anywhere. Here, to me, even though I'm going to encapsulate it into one thing, which is just be very careful what you think of all day long. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what Control it is. And, and, now, and now let's have a look at it in detail. And, they okay? and it's taking right. 30 days to go through it in detail. That's what I meant. Well, he's got to uh, fill 365 pages, mate. It's a little bit like, you know, <laughs> someone who's never eaten chili. Well, they, they taste chili and, and, and it tastes good. But someone who has chili every single day, you give them a little bit of chili, it's no longer good enough. Right. They, they want so much more. That, that's what it is. Another way I thought about it, because I read this under the lens of the text message you sent out too, I don't know how to say this without sounding pretentious or arrogant, but because we do a lot of reading and because we're... We're smart people. A bit further along in our, hopefully, in our journey to being better people, it's definitely not the first time we've heard control your thoughts. So yeah. when we read that stuff, we're like... I get it, I get it, but still... And and, and that stuff, the control your thoughts stuff is almost needs to be at the start of the book because it's one of the first things you have to master for any of the other shit to work. If you can't control the shit you're telling yourself, then none of the other stuff works. So there was a bit of that in it. Yeah, but do we we control our thoughts? I mean, seriously, even when you're asleep, you think that that's the only time you can control your thoughts until you dream or have nightmares. That's when you realise you never control your thoughts. I think the idea is we control the reaction to them, isn't it? Yeah, maybe, yeah, that's maybe the, that's what it is. Yeah. The emotions attached to those thoughts that we have or how we react. Oh, the reactions to attached. Anyway, my yeah. mouth's running dry, boys. Uh, <laughs> yeah. let, let's try this thing here and see whether it's worth it. What is it? 16? 18 Chardonnay. 18 Chardonnay from the Hunter Valley. Oh, that is nice. Mm. It's mellow butter. It's, it's quite nice. Maybe it's a bit cold. Maybe it's going to come up. It's yeah, going to come out. Maybe glass here for a second. Yeah. It was very cold. That's the one thing. Brow, local liquor, turn your fridges down in the wine fridge. Yeah. The thing is that you've got a lot of people that complain it's not cold enough. Yeah, you go home and put it in the fridge. Because the majority of people drink their wines too cold anyway. So, so do you... Do but, you but, but do you sell your wine to the majority of people who don't know how to drink their wine or do you... I think, sell the, majority it to of peop- I think the majority of people who drink wine don't know... You do drinking. you do the right thing by the wine first, which is have it at the right temperature, and then the other guys can go home and butcher it if they want. But you don't start off with but it. But it's easier it. to let it warm up than it is to try and chill it. If we were going to go to the Thai it. restaurant for lunch that's near that bottle shop and I wanted to go and drink that bottle of Chardonnay, it would have to sit on the table for half an hour before we even opened it. But the way, you just have to put it close to your head because you're turning red and sweating. Mate, so the air conditioning here is... But the, but, the, but the way we'll do it is that we'll have a bottle of red first. <laughs> <laughs> then we attack the white that has, uh, <laughs> hey? All right. We're okay, so let, let's, let's have a look. What day is it? Day one, day one, I didn't mind the fact that he said the word frequently in, in Marcus Aurelius' meditation. He says that your mind will take the shape of what you frequently hold in your thought. 
where it changed me a little bit because I thought, uh, what do you think of all the time? But it's not even that. If, if you think about it a few times, it's a little bit like many real estate agents who want to have a good quarter, but then along the quarter, a few times they think, oh, I don't think I'll make it, or I think I'm going to quit on this one, I'm going to go for the next quarter. Mm-hmm. And no wonder they don't have a good quarter. Right. And they might say, but I only thought about it a few times, but that's the meaning of the word frequently. Right. Yeah, there's two of us on a diet here, and one of us clearly not. And the way I liken, <laughs> I liken day one to the saying, you are what you eat. So if you're going to consume shit food, you're going to end up looking like shit. Well, if you're going to consume shit thoughts and other people's shit thoughts, you are going to end up with you're a, allowed, yeah, and you're a allowed shit to, mindset. So that's right. To me, that was that in a nutshell, which is going to be on repeat for the next 30 days pretty well, much. Well, that's right. So well, it goes hand in hand with the next day, which was what I uh, highlighted, drama, combat, terror, numbness, subservience. Every day these things wipe out your sacred principles whenever your mind entertains them uncritically or lets them slip in. So they're saying there, don't let those things in and be conscious and be wary of those things coming into your life, which go hand yeah, in hand. Yeah, but how do they come in? I mean, I, I'm, I'm in real estate. How do they come in? I co- they come in through my colleagues. Don't, mm. The colleagues only have to come back and say, man, there's no more stock. It's that for That's me. That's right. Or the colleagues come back and say, I just lost that listing because I had to go down below 1%. Yeah. And I was talking to a guy yesterday, and, and he's a top performer. And when I look closely, he's charging 1.6%. And I looked at him and I said, that's not how I look at winners in my books. In my books, you're going to have to charge 3% or thereabouts, you know? So the minute I said that, I could, I could see his eyes started to change. Like, hold on, do I shift my game up or do I go with what other people have been putting in my head? And, and so this is a thing. Be very wary of what you let in. Yeah. We could go a couple of different ways with that. Get oh, I don't watch for an hour, but we, we, I don't watch the news because of it. The news is nothing but... No, I'm even talking about the bet. two topics in real estate that Thomas just brought up. The first one, which I'm sick of hearing, and you mentioned it before, is... Like a stock. I could do with more listings. If anyone looks at the sales records, there was more sales last year than there was in 2019, and we're already on track for more sales this year than the year before. There's a shitload of stock. It's just selling quickly, and there's no banker. Now, anyone who can tell me they'd rather a listing bank of five listings but everything's selling in 24 hours and they're constantly coming versus having a listing bank of 50 listings and nothing selling. So I just... And I started off saying, oh, mate, we need more stock, we need more stock. And I had to go, hang on a second, there's heaps of stock. Yeah. We've done better figures for the first two months of this year than we've done any year of the business. Stop talking about there's no stock. There's heaps, just go out and get it. That's one. The second thing that Thomas touched on there, which we could go on for an hour about, is what criteria do you use to describe a top agent? Now, Rate My Agent uses the fact that this agent got the most reviews, which they paid for, and that's the agent of the year. Uh, Agents brag about doing the most sales in an area for the year. To me, is the person who gets paid the most for doing their job the best agent? Or is it the person who just gets the most jobs done? So to me, if, I don't know, but if someone's doing 100 sales and going, oh, I'm the leading, I've sold more houses in the area, but they're doing that because they're only charging people 1.5% and someone else can walk into the house and get that same person to pay them 3%, who's the better agent? 
Yeah, well, well, I understand it, but uh, let, let's go back to yeah. to Turbo. Oh, no, so oh, no, my, I'm you're tricking me like, twice. Oh, oh, like, ah. <laughs> let's go back to it. So, what else did we get, guys? Uh, the April third. I, I like that line from uh, Martin Luther King. Okay, there's something of a civil war going on within all of our lives. I mean, it's true. Isn't We're trying it? to play both sides of the fence. It's, it's true, yeah. isn't it? We're okay to be negative at some point, and then when we feel good, we're like, oh, you should be positive, but as soon as it suits us, we're back to being, if you make yeah. it that simple, into positive and negative. Yeah. But, but you, do you see that sometimes people deceive themselves because if it does happen to be negative, they actually... Justify it. Yeah, they, they, they actually, they, they were right. Yeah. <laughs> and so they actually lower the bar of the expectation way before the event happens because if it does occur to be that way, they can live with that. You're right. Mm. And they get comfortable in that sort of negativity I as told well. you that was going to happen. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. And that negativity becomes familiar and then the familiarity starts to be bred upon itself. So We run into it all the time where people are predicting market crashes and this and that. And people want to brag about, oh, I was right. It's not a good thing if you're right. If you're predicting the end of the world and you're right, that isn't good. Yeah. That isn't a good outcome for anybody. If you're yep. predicting something shit's going to happen and you're right, why are you sticking your chest out? You were right about people suffering. This isn't something we should be grateful You're talking for. about ego, and for a lot of them, they, they would rather die. I was die. right, see? Yeah, the they end, would the rather die with pride. Right. You know? I was talking to a, a mate of mine, and I said, mate, you've got so much ego that even when your business is going down, you're more worried about going down in style rather than trying to survive, you know? What's the line you have about people drowning in expensive clothes? <laughs> What's yeah. the line? Oh, oh, you no, talk no, about no. it sometimes. People, no, no, even said, if they were drowning, they'd yeah, have yeah, the yeah, yeah, they, they, they more worry about their style and the looking good, looking good in the way they drown. <laughs> rather than the fact that they're actually yeah, drowning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I, love yeah. this, I love this saying. It's, I'd rather be a failed optimist and always be wrong than a pessimist and always be right. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, the, that's the thing. It's not a good thing if you're right, mate. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't come back till day six. Is anyone? No, I, I, I love day four. Day four, I have to say, I loved. That's, I've Be- got that. Because day four, I knew you would. It's it. something in there triggered me. Now we've a lot of things that I've been going through, and there's been a lot of challenges in my life, and and challenges too about my children who are playing sports at a high level, and suddenly it's, I saw, I don't know for some reason that line life is short hit me because. You know, even in the way that I teach our new recruit, I always talk about life's too short. Mm. And for some reason, I was thinking, no, it's not true. Life is not too short. Life is actually long enough. The only thing is that life is often empty. So what would you rather have? A short life that is filled with happy moments and great moments and great actions and great things happening or a long life that is filled with emptiness? Life is long enough if you live it the right way. Yeah, uh, so I love uh, April 4th. That quote, ke- it keeps coming up a bit. It came up this morning when, when the guys were talking about the book that you've all got, the, the Wayne Bennett book. Yeah. It's called Don't Die With Any Music Left In You or, yep. or something along those lines. What a line, mate. Don't, don't yeah, but how many times do I say don't die with the song inside? Yeah. Right? How many times do I say we I'm all have a song? Wayne Bennett, not you. Yeah, it's all it. about you. No, no, he talks about music. I talk about songs. So we, <laughs> we, we, we're talking about very different things, right? <laughs> He obviously can't sing, and that's why he, he liked music. And neither of you are musicians. And I can't play music, that's why I prefer the song. <laughs> so day six yeah, is okay, the first one I run into a problem. Okay, what is it? It talks about 
waking up in the morning and having a think and accepting to yourself that you're going to run into idiots during the day, things are going to go wrong, people are going to annoy you. talks about that's the way you should start your day because then when it happens you're not surprised and you'll react better. Now this is the first time that the Stoic philosophy is very anti my philosophy in that law of attraction, gratitude and all those things. I wake up in the morning and say I'm grateful for this and I'm happy to be alive and my wife's still there beside me. I'm starting the day trying to bring that into my world. Guarantee if I start the day going there's a good chance things are going to go wrong. Don't be surprised when things go wrong. There's people that are going to piss you off. I'm 100% going to find people that piss me off during the day because that's how I've woken up starting to think. So I've got to disagree with them. I don't. Yep, but he's saying don't let it get to you. That's what I, I, I was. I think that that's what he's trying to say is that. But if you make a conscious effort to think of that as soon as you wake up in the morning, if you're any believer in the law of attraction type thing, you're thinking things are going to go wrong, things are going to go wrong. It is saying it's preparing you for it to go wrong. I get that part of it. But what about you think about bringing all the good into your life and then maybe those things don't go wrong during the day? No, but you can still think about all that stuff. But you, you need to understand that some days you're going to wake up and he, what he's saying is every day be ready for rain. And, Just be and, prepared, and, yeah. And, and be prepared that it's going to rain. Carry your umbrella. I get it. Shit way to start the day. No, I, I think it's start your way, be a realist at the same time, going, I will run into this shit at the same time. Why don't be prepared for sunshine? What if your day gets sunnier? Because you, you, I know prefer- I've got an umbrella there if I need it. That's the point. Make sure you've always got your umbrella. I think with if you're you. saying prepare for negativity, that means that you're always on the optimistic side to start with. Yeah. You're on the positivity side to start with if you're preparing for negativity. So maybe they're taking it that you're already that positive person. Yeah, they're just, yeah. I didn't like it. Anyway. Yeah, that's no, good. It's good. I liked uh, April 7th. Yeah. And for me, April 7th really is working against what we're living right now with the onset of social media and fake news. But everyone's got an opinion and everyone believes that their opinion is it. It's an amazing thing. And so when yep. you read now, you're going to have to be ready to change your opinion. How does that work? It can't. Uh, so I, I actually didn't write in my notes what it said. All I've written is day seven. My life up until now. <laughs> so I needed you to remind me. Well, that's everyone's got an opinion. Isn't it? Is that what day seven is? <laughs> but you know what I thought of, boys? It says that. What are we doing right now? Discussing our opinions. Having opinions. Lots of them. No, this. but we are prepared to change. Yeah, yeah. I'm just well, saying. You know, I mean, the, the only thing is that most of the time you have to change your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think the thing is, I think the My difference. My life up until now. <laughs> <laughs> it could have meant many things. But one thing I've been is opinionated. Within this room, we understand we can all have differing opinions and still be mates at the oh, end Oh, having day. to be right. Yeah, but right? I've, I've spent a lot of time having to be right. In, in, not in the podcast, in my life. Now we know, and you've always been wrong anyway. But anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> I was right about you being a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's a difference with social media, right? People can't let you have your opinion. No. And they think everyone must have the same opinion, and that's the... But, but Chris, everyone's got an opinion now, but they're moving from opinion to veritas, which is the truth. Yeah. And their opinion is the truth. This, this is where the, the issue is. Yeah. And not only it is the truth, but now they're ramming it down your throat. 
Well, Piers that, that is a problem. Piers Morgan's just been shouted off the air, and Piers Morgan's a goose, I believe. I don't agree with just about anything he's ever that said. He's a pommy um, yeah, journo who came out. That's of it. That's it. I'm done. I'm leaving. Yeah. You're not talking about my hero. I'm yeah. gone. He gone. <laughs> no, well, he came out after the Harry and Meghan yeah. shit and said, I don't believe that she thought about killing herself. I don't believe a word they've said. Yeah. And ripped into him. And he's been shouted. He's just had to leave morning television there. He and resigned and they accepted it. This is a guy that's... Six and, years. And he wrote a statement saying, well, thank you, but I'm going to keep having my opinions as I'm entitled to have. And just because you don't agree doesn't mean... I'm wrong, and it's, it's turned into that now. If you have a differing opinion, and unfortunately it's mostly the left side of the world. Sorry, so did he, he wrote that, that I've got an opinion and you don't have to agree with it? Is yeah, that, he wrote Well, that's sort of contrary, that's contrary to what he was doing on air because he wasn't letting other people have their opinion. He was, he let them, they had it, he didn't agree with it. He, he gave his opinion on what they'd said. He didn't say they couldn't say what they'd said, he just said, oh, I think it's a load of rubbish. And because he said it's a lot of rubbish, we're getting into politics. But no, no, it's good. No, no, but uh, it's great you brought it up. And I think that we'll talk about it a bit later on because uh, it's yeah. a much bigger subject, mm. right? So you were just talking about peers. And what about the next one? Number nine was the next one I had again had a problem with. Yeah, go. I'm a big believer in gut instinct. I'm a big believer in being aware of your physiology and if something doesn't feel right, generally something's not right. And if something feels right, Generally, it is right. We had that conversation today about walking into a room, judge the feel. Emotional intelligence. It's it's yep. basically saying number nine, again, it's doing a Piers Morgan saying that's a load of rubbish. Um, at the end, he rescues himself. The thing that's ticked me off a little bit with seven and nine is they start off very strong and by the last sentence, they sort of rescue it a bit by saying, oh, it's okay to do it, but just make sure you question it and don't only... Trust it because your gut said so. But yes, and, and, and I think it is, it is part of the Stoics. Yeah. The Stoics are about accepting reality as it is, and therefore I disagree with the line, our senses are wrong all the time. Yeah, that's uh, how could you say that? Yeah. Yeah. How could you say that our senses are wrong all the time? How could you explain the fact that a mother could often sense what happened to one of her children 20,000 kilometers away? How do you... Explain things like you're thinking of someone you haven't spoken to for quite rings. a while, and the phone rings. I mean, you, you tell me something. Yeah. Like, Even more simple. How do you know every time you've walked in a room when there's someone's been talking about you before it? How do you know every time you walk into a room that there's been a fight before you got there? But that's not someone handing you a piece of paper. That's your senses going intuition or call whatever you want. Well, it's Absolutely. the energy. Yes, but then someone could say, well, you know, you walked in and you you were very quick at reading body language. So that's also another ah, thing. You could feel it. Yeah, that's the thing I always say to my staff about their energy, and I say, and I, I put my hand up because I'm one of the worst ones for it. But if I'm in my office with the door closed, regardless of the door being closed, and I'm in my office, if I've had a hard conversation or something has gone wrong, the whole office feels it straight away. Just like as soon as if I'm sitting in my office, and one of my staff opens the front door, I don't see them when they open the door. I can tell straight away if something's wrong with them because straight away the energy goes. And it does, and if people were more aware of that, they'd pick up on way more things. I think there's a lack of awareness about people's physiology and actually picking up the signals that are being sent to you, and that's why... And it's going to be less, mate, because all they do is behind the iPhone, man. People choose to neglect those feelings or not listen to they those feelings, their intuition. Marriages, mate, how many times I get divorced after 20 years, I always knew something was wrong, but I always thought something was wrong, but they ignore it because, oh, no, that's just your gut. So I, I couldn't disagree more with it. And then at the end, it says, oh, look, you can have those uh, 
senses but make sure you question them because the thing is never just accept it because it is so. I get that. But we do. We go, something's not right in my gut. wonder what, what's going on. Yeah, he contradicted that. Yeah. Hey? He contradicted himself. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and we all do that anyway. Okay. Where's next for you guys? I'm not till 12, so... Okay. I'm, I'm on the 11th. I like that one. Was yeah. Saying, if you want to learn, be humble. Basically saying you, you can learn and learn and learn, but unless you have that humility with that education, yeah, it's really no education to start with. Yeah, which I thought was fantastic. I mean, Einstein had a saying that he had it in one of our conferences was the equation: knowledge over ego. What was it? That's another of Thomas Manuel's over there. It's been used as soundproofing, <laughs> mate. That you clearly <laughs> listen to. Oh, it was well, the, the more the knowledge, the less of the ego. Basically, I, I, I like the fact that he actually even talked about teachers, philosophers, and great books. You know, a, a lot of people don't realize about books. I was having a podcast yesterday with uh, Kieran Bresnahan, <coughs> who's a real estate agent down south. And he said, You know, Thomas, the hand that picks up the book is never the same hand as the hand that puts the book down. Yeah, well. Oh. Right? And I thought, I better write it down. Absolutely. Anything that you can get, anything that you can learn, it will change you. So be humble enough to understand so it, that the hand that picks up the book is never is the never same, the same as the hand that, that puts it down. Write that down, Chris. Nice so you don't butcher it when so you So thank you very it. much, Kieran. <laughs> Breast that hand. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> bastard. I'm not till 12. Is anyone before 12? No, you go 12. No, we've just done 11. It's titled Reject Tantalising Gifts, and it talks about don't let your temptation of seeing something bright, new and shiny make you take an opportunity. And there's another one I wanted to argue with because he's right in one sense. Don't just jump at things because they present themselves. Stop and have a think about whether you should jump at this thing because it's presented itself. But on the other hand, I'm a firm believer in people should never let fear stop them doing something. The only thing that should stop them doing something is reason. If the bright, shiny opportunity presents itself and one plus one equals two and all the logic is there for you to do it, go for it. Right? Yes, 100% right. There is a temptation in all humans to get distracted by the new shiny toy. That's why we buy things, because we buy something and then all of a sudden we're over it five weeks later and we've got to keep feeding the, the thing. But where they don't, they, I don't think they do a good enough job of explaining is only don't take it for the wrong reasons. We see a lot because of it mesmerises you. Don't yeah. don't do it for that yeah, reason. It's yeah. not for that. <laughs> it's not because it's bright, new, and shiny. I do it because it makes sense to do it, and it's bright, new, and shiny. Right? Yeah, something yeah. bright, new, and shiny is there. Take a step back. Go. Does it make sense for me to take that opportunity? Hundred percent. And then, obviously, everyone has a different mindset towards stuff. So I'm one for opportunity presents itself. Just jump in and see what happens. Flap yeah. like hell and hope yeah. you fly. Ready fire, aim. But before that happens, I've still sat there and gone, does it even make sense to begin with? Too many people, bright, shiny thing presents itself. Reason makes sense. One plus one equals two. And their fear stops them doing it. So we have the, yeah. the phrase that feel the fear and do it anyway. They've got to do a better job of explaining that I too. Think one of the things they're trying to say with this though, as I can, is there's, there's a lot of hidden costs with these bright and shiny gifts, whatever it may be, whether it's a position or, or whatever it may yeah, be. and that's where reason comes and in. That's, You've got that's to what you're trying to get to, yeah. We, we sit down and reason. Your, sit your there own. and evaluate that, the pros and the cons and, and all the reasons why you want that bright and shiny yeah. toy. And if it's just because it's a bright and shiny toy, unless we're actually talking 
a physical toy and you've got a lot of money in the bank, yeah. you like a question yourself. No, mate, that wasn't. <laughs> it's fucking hard earned. I want to have a weird chat about it. I like April 14. I'm not back to it. That's exactly so. what I've got. Yeah. Yeah? What do you get out of it? If you're going to do it, put everything into it. Give it 100%. Learn everything you're going to learn in that chosen field and whether it's a, a hobby, a sport, a, an endeavour, a charity, whatever it be, give it 100%. Yeah. Don't do things half-assed. It's, yeah. you know, all in. Yeah, but first you have to know what matters, you know. For example, I have people in my family who are spending hours and hours and hours reading through fake news so that they can give themselves some kind of feeling or notions of importance about themselves. And I'm sort of said to them a few times, you know, at your age, there's more days behind you than there are ahead of you. Wouldn't you want to spend the rest of those days to enjoy your grandchildren and pass on what you know, rather than trying to now be a master in fake news because there's so many, so much on the internet? Yeah. And, and that's what I got out of it, is that first, find out what matters. Mm. Then master it. Don't, don't try and master things because it keeps you preoccupied or it keeps you busy. I, I, that's how I see it. Did you get that because that's the heading of the page, or no? I I, I got that <laughs> because I knew I got that because I knew you were going to ask the second line of that page. No, that's it. We've all got paragraph three. You're talking. Four. You're talking like more days in front and behind and all that stuff. It's even smaller than that. It takes just as much energy to read the shit news and become an expert in shit as it does to become an expert in good. Yeah, that yeah is exactly the same, absolutely. mate. By the time people sit down and watch TV every night, if they set their endeavour to learn to play a piano or a musical instrument or speak another language, they would do that in such a short time. We're doing time. it now, mate. I read the 30 pages in 24, five minutes. Like, and I could have read a lot of fucking news articles or been on Facebook or been on Instagram. And I've done that in the past. I'm not sitting here saying I'm immune to it, but that's what people don't realise. You're, you're an improved man. No, because I don't listen to any of it and I don't action any of it. I just do it so I can talk on the podcast. But... <laughs> That's what people go, read a book to get better. Oh, that sounds like hard work. Read for half an hour about how Donald Trump's ruining the world. Oh, that's easy. But it's doing way more damage to your head than the book will do and it took you just as long and what result is coming out. So, yeah, good one. Next one I got was actually the very next day, which is uh, April 15th, pay your taxes. And I, I thought of this, it reminds me of Rita. You know, I, I'll go oh, what are you saying? No, I'll tell you, I'll explain <laughs> it to you. I'll, I'll go home and bitch and moan about things and she'll go, but look how lucky we are. Mm. You know, whatever it may be, but look how lucky we are. We're, we're, yeah, but now, your, your wife is, uh, is... I know, she's mate, on another planet. She, she, she's <laughs> positive all the time, mate. I think that that's the uh, lucky part you have in your wife. Absolutely. She's a, such an eternal optimist. She would be able to find... I've been having conversations with her where she did exactly that. So yep. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. I think we, we always look, and we've said it just previously, we always look to the negative, find that negative. But why do we have that negative? Whether it's a bill or a chore we must do. Well, none of us like going to the gym, but if we want to achieve that, you know, that weight loss we want to do, we'd have to do the shit. You have to pay the taxes. Mm. So that's, Everything that's we do that. has exhaust fumes. Fair, that's a fair call, Cam. Yeah, we're real estate agents, mate. And and on the good side of real estate, a lot of good. A lot of good can pay off massively. On the exhaust fume side of real estate, a lot of hard work. Fair bit of stress, up and down. But 
accept that signing up. So when people in the industry or your staff or, or, or anyone I hear complaining about it, much like anything, oh, why'd you sign up for it? Yeah. But why are you doing it? And then it's the same. You know, you, you find the love of your life, there's going to be some exhaust fumes sometimes, but that's part of the contract. So it's, it's saying you can't... There's a tax on everything. Absolutely everything we do has exhaust fumes. Right. You I never heard it put that way. It's Ireland important. just came up with the exhaust fumes. Oh, that's Is that good. pretty good? That yeah, I like that. Put that one down too, mate. I'm on fire. <laughs> Which will have exhaust fumes too. And then just, I didn't want to, I, I skipped over it because we could go on a, a whinge session forever, but April 17, no harm, no foul. Stop being victims. Yeah. Stop Move being on. victims. And we talked about it with Piers Morgan before. Everything that everyone says is treated as an attack or a fucking earth-shattering statement instead of just, just shut up. Grow, right. grow up here. That's that's where I came with, that's why I didn't bother writing it down. But Fair enough. Victim, mate. Sick of it. Next. Don't let your attention slide. This one I only wrote down and it's something we should know, but it's just relevant. At the start of the year when I sat down and did my planning and worked out what my focus was going to be for the year and what changes I want to make, the word that is printed out and written on my um, board is the word actual focus. It's talking about if you're doing something, focus on that thing. Don't look for distractions or don't let things distract you. Set yourself a task and do the task before you move on to the next task and just focus. And it's written there and it's been a godsend for this year. Everything I've done has been with a focus that I haven't felt in a long, 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 long time. And even silly things like to-do lists now. I have a to-do list that gets emailed to me every morning automatically so I know my task and it might... And Thomas is sitting there having a fucking heart attack because he's told us how to organise our days 387 <laughs> times. But problem is you have a focus but then a distraction comes in and you let your focus drift because it might be convenient or... or um, there are a lot of distractions in life. We have to admit that. I think it, further in the book it also says it's okay to be distracted but catch yourself and come back straight away. But the clarity, just the, the clarity that I have at the moment just from having my to-do list every single day and having that word on my board because I look at it and I go focus and it brings me straight back and it it's provided a clarity and cleared up a lot of the junk because i used to sit there at the start of the day and go fuck i've got so much on when instead it in written out in front of me i've got four things to do i just want to ask a little bit deeper into that when you say you get emailed your to-do list yeah have you found a preset to-do list or do you have a system that you use how, how do you get that email yeah so i don't know if ellie listens to this anyway but we have this conversation all the time ellie's been my pa for three years now yep. and we've trialled different systems and we've started things at different times and 99% of the time my fault that it stops happening for whatever reason. We get too busy or we get too slow. Business is down. We don't really feel the need for being so organised. Yep. And we sat down. This wasn't a start of the year thing, but it ties in with the start of the year thing. We only sat down a couple of weeks ago and said, enough's enough. This is getting bonkers. There's notes everywhere. There's, there's stuff. So, mate, simple thing. We There's an app called Todoist. Okay. We use that app. And every single morning, everyone who's in that app gets emailed their tasks of the day. And there's 100% accountability straight away because no one can say they didn't know because it's in your emails, it's on your app, it's on your computer. You can assign different people different tasks. You can tag stuff so you can search for it at the end of the day. So then Ellie and I have a meeting. She's got to fill my to-doist the day before. 
the, the next day or the next week. She's actually pre-filled it for about the next six months <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> but then we meet every morning and click a button and all the completed tasks come up. Anything that's not ticked, she's either yelling at me for not doing something or the accountability is vice versa. And I've now spread that into the property management department and the administration department and it made it just... We're getting so much shit done. Yeah, that's and good. And there's man. no... And it might, it might seem like a simple thing. And like I said, Thomas's head's probably exploding because it is so simple. But the word focus, just stick to your task, do your task, move on to the next task. And all of a sudden you've got more hours in the day. How did you come up with that word focus? Because um, there the there's a book called One Word. I think it's a Simon Sinek book. It's called One Word. I just wanted to know if you... No, look, over as everyone does every year when they're coming up with their New Year's resolutions and stuff, it's usually... Christmas time's usually the first bit of downtime I get and it's always a pretty intense time of self-reflection and that's not uh, intentional. It's just when I get too much time to myself, I go very inward and when I go inward and at the, at the start of the year when I'm going, what are my issues and, and what's causing most of them, a lot of it was a lack of focus and that word just came into my head. And awesome. That's the word that wrote. I had two things on my board at the start of the year. It was a check for a million dollars because I want to write a million dollars in commission and the word focus and that was that was it I mean other years I've started with 18 things that I'm going to conquer and none of them ever happen because you're not it's too many too broad of a focus yeah and, and too many pulling you in too many different directions so that's it's very fluid because lots of things have happened since the start of the year that have moved goalposts and changed different things but that one word doesn't change and, and it, I've found myself even subconsciously now whatever pops up it's my focus. When it's sorted, I move on to the next thing. And, it's been and when he focused, the next word he sees, wife. <laughs> 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 All right, so what's the next day, boys? I'm not till 25. Yeah, go on, mate. Which ties in very much with number seven. It's okay to be wrong. I still don't believe it. I don't agree with them. <laughs> it's okay to be wrong. But it talks about... It's not even in the instance. It's being open to changing opinions and not letting ego stop you. Because you were very strong on something 10 years ago, you've got more knowledge since then. The world's changed. Things have changed. You don't have to have the same opinion now because that's what you said 10 years ago. If you still believe in that, or even if it was yesterday, we make a grand statement right here, but new information comes to light overnight. We've got to be open to having a different grand statement tomorrow and not let ego tie us to ideas and that, that's a very f freeing thing when you when you as i'm prone to do shoot your mouth off about so much stuff it's very very hard then to even though it's for the good of everyone and you know it should happen and you probably need to do it your ego goes hang on you were shooting your mouth off about this you can't go back on that now i just spent six months doing that with some of the stuff in our listing presentation i'm like nah i've said it Stick it by it. This is what it's got to do. And I, for that ego, it cost me probably 500 grand, I reckon, in missed listings for, for, for one certain thing. So, you know, the, in, in public culture, Kevin Hart got crucified for a tweet that he wrote 15 years ago when he was a different person and a different, yep. you know, and he had to quit the Emmys and all that stuff. So, one, it's okay to be wrong. And two, it's okay for people. I think that doubles into just because they said something 10 years ago doesn't mean they're the same person. I have the same opinion now. Yeah. <coughs> I mean, that, that quote there gave me a bit of insight on the weekend with my uh, kids playing tennis. And I could see, even though they're now playing at a high level in competition, that there was some, some fear of 
losing and I could see too that hey maybe that was me because quite often the ch- your children are nothing else but a reflection of you and so I, I explained to them about what I spoke about life's being long enough and and then you don't have to go for perfection so quite often the people who don't want to be wrong it's because they have that pursuit of perfection because when you admit you're wrong you're no longer perfect and when you're playing tennis and you're playing safe you you're pursuing that perfection the perfection of winning without losing yeah. if you will so i said to them listen you need to look for motto for your tennis and maybe the motto should be don't look for the perfect shot just give it your best shot And that really hit me for my own life. Don't just play safe and don't just play because you now have built so much you now have to try and safeguard whatever you have. Life is short, man. Give it your best shot. I mean, we're sitting here a few weeks ago we went to a funeral of a 36-year-old lady yeah. and yesterday our mate Troy he he lost his father. And, and things like this just happen just so fast and it's just and they just little reminders along the road guys life is short forget about being right all the time forget about the pursuit of perfection just give it your best shot don't die with the music still in you yeah and and so april 29 <laughs> for me was very good about that is that you know in the end remember if you look at the universe and everything that is in the universe you are just here in that body for just a short while yeah right because you're part of a much bigger thing so don't make yourself think that you're the most important thing yeah <laughs> look up at the sky once in a while we skip 26 and i thought 26 is important because oh yeah okay too many people make a mistake beat themselves up and spend the next month year however long beating themselves up about it and they, the way they've put it in there which i think is a great metaphor people can use today's only training for tomorrow every day is training every day we're learning so we can be a better person tomorrow so if we fuck it up today and the, the analogy they use is that uh, if we're at the gym sparring you're going to get a black eye and you're going to get a cut you don't walk out of there beating yourself up or hating the person that did that to you or doing any of that because you know that that's what happens when you're practicing your boxing training well there's same thing outside of the boxing ring we're going to have disagreements with people we're going to cop some bruises we're going to cop some bumps you're going to make technical errors Just do better the next day. And I think that's that's an important lesson for, for everyone. I didn't mind that. Mm-hmm. On that one also, you, you can learn a bit more from people during that time as well. You can understand it by reading people, learning how they respond to certain things. Yeah. Um, so I actually had that highlighted as well. Yeah, it's not about the fact that someone gave you a black eye. You then sit there and go, well, how did the black eye happen? Yep. That's that's what you're saying. Learn, learn from it. It goes back to that victim shit. Someone said something you don't like, get over it, but learn from it for the next day. For a very uninspiring month, we've spoken for a while on it. So the last one I had was washing away the dust of life. I think everyone needs that release, that little thing they do, whether it's reading, whether it's playing a sport, going to the gym, gardening, whatever it may be. I think people need that that time alone to reflect, maybe be able to clear their head. That's what I got out of this. And give ourselves a bit of time to digest the day's happenings. And however you do that, yeah. each to their own. But I think that's very important. Too. Yeah, that's not the last lesson from for this month, but that's the last one I've highlighted. Oh well, boys, it's me. Awesome. What do you think of the wine? Pretty good. Yeah, I think the wine's good. I think it's going to be probably third. 
<laughs> top three, baby! Top. Yeah! <laughs> Third for the day. But we'll see. All right, thanks very much for this sub- subject, boys. Good Talk on to you soon. Bye bye. Bye bye.